0: Ringing liberty and truth, this is the new Freedom
2: 1570
0: KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul.
2: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The U.S. Navy is confirming that a crew member aboard the USNS Comfort, which is serving as a temporary hospital while docked in New York Harbor, has tested positive for the coronavirus. Correspondent Bernie Bennett As this report,
3: a statement released by the Navy says there is no impact to Comfort's mission and this will not affect the ability for Comfort to receive patients. The ship is following protocols and taking every precaution to ensure the health and safety of all crew members and patients on board. The Navy says the crew member has had no contact with patients and is isolated aboard the ship. The Comfort, which has 1,000 beds, is set up as one of two temporary hospitals in New York City to treat COVID 19 patients. The other facility is at the Javits Center and has 2,500 beds. Bernie Bennett in Washington.
2: Hundreds of voters in Wisconsin waiting in line to cast ballots at polling places for that state's presidential primary election. Some poll workers, including the Republican state assembly speaker, are wearing masks, gloves, and what appear to be surgical scrubs. The National Guard is helping run voting sites across the state. That's after thousands of election workers stepped down, fearing for their safety. Also at townhall.com, a stark reminder of how quickly things went south for the U.S. economy. American
1: employers posted a
0: healthy number of job openings in February before the coronavirus brought the economy to a virtual standstill. The Labor Department reports a number of available jobs fell modestly in February to 6.9 million, down from 7 million in January. There were still more open positions than unemployed people, a once-rare situation that prevailed for two years until the coronavirus struck.
2: Rich Thomason reporting. The stocks are higher as markets around the world piled on even more big gains following their huge rally a day earlier. The Dow is up over 600 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. We're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team
4: that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law. And we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender. Which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. A reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We... Our United Faith Mortgage at UnitedFaithMortgage.com.
5: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Middle, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
6: Could you use an extra $5,000? And how would you like to have an extra $5,000 then to give to a deserving organization or ministry? Well, you could win just that with our kindest challenge as it continues through this month. All the details are at the fan club page at freedom1570.com. Forecast in this afternoon, 67 for the high. Good to see an isolated shower, thunderstorm. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies. Mostly clear, 42
0: through the overnight. Like It Matters Radio is next here on Freedom 1570. They call this sheltering in place. Sometimes it feels lonely. Sometimes you get overwhelmed. That's when the radio comes on. And the person on the other side is somebody you know, somebody you respect, somebody you trust. And in just a few minutes, you start to understand We can get through this. Everybody else is going through the same thing. What we're going through is hard. This radio station
7: is going to get me through it all. We're all going to make it. Freedom 1570. Hello, I'm Mark Stoman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment and also web streaming services so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual where your meeting is our business
1: Mr. Scott V. Black.
2: It's a great day to be alive.
3: Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be talking about what story you telling. Because the stories that we believe uh, really dictate a lot. Uh, think about this. You know, we our body releases 63 known chemicals. And those chemicals make us feel. And those chemicals are, are directed based on what we're thinking about, based on our breathing, and based on our physiology, specifically our eye placement in relation to the physiology. Uh, and I want you to think about the first thing I talked about was what you're thinking about. In other words, what is the story you're telling yourself? You ever hear about a panic attack? You know what a, a panic attack is? A panic is a sudden episode of intense fear. This is right from Wikipedia that triggers severe physical reactions when there's no real danger or apparent cause. Panic attacks can be very frightening. Panic attacks cause your heart to start palpitating. Uh, starts your breathing to have shortness of breath, sweating, trembling, anxiety, all that. And it's all based on the story we're telling. I, I love the story uh, that I have told many times. It's a farmer. He was taking three of his donkeys for sale to the market on the way he saw a river and decided to have a dip. Since he only had two ropes to tie the donkeys to a tree, he looked around wondering how to tie the third one to a tree. As he looked around, he saw a sage uh, and thought this guy would know what he's doing. He's a man of wisdom. And so he sought the help of this sage. Maybe he had a rope, uh, to, to a third rope that he could tie up, or maybe he had a way he could make a rope. And so he approached the sage and shared his dilemma. The sage said he did not have a, have a rope, but he had a suggestion. He told the farmer, Let the third donkey see you tying the other two donkeys to a tree. Then pretend, in other words, you know what pretending is, right? You tell yourself a different story. That's what pretending is. And then you pretend to tie this one also. So the farmer did as he was told and then went for a dip in the river. Coming back, he thanked the sage and saw that the donkey stood exactly at the same spot where he left them. He untied the two donkeys and patted the third one to start moving. After going a little distance, imagine his surprise. When the third donkey stood still at the same spot. The farmer did everything he could to make the donkey move. Cajoling, kicking, talking, nothing helped move the donkey. It was refusing to move from the spot. Again needing some help, the farmer went back to the sage and told him his predicament. The sage, upon hearing the dilemma, told him, Untie the third donkey. But, process of the farmer, I I have not tied the third donkey. The sage said, you know that. I know that. But does the donkey know that? Is the donkey telling itself a different story? Sure enough, the farmer went back and pretended to untie the donkey. The donkey moved immediately as though released and walked over to join the other two donkeys. See, we get so bound up by the stories that we tell ourselves. And today I'm going to talk about the impact the stories have on our brains. Uh, and it's really important because what's going on out there is there's a lot of stories being told to us. Some we're telling ourselves based on our past. They're called scripts and transactional analysis. We'll go through that today. But some of those were being programmed. Uh, it's like propaganda. Remember when we in, uh, invaded Baghdad? Uh, And we were in Baghdad, and and there was Baghdad Bob. Remember Baghdad Bob? Oh no, Uh, the Americans aren't here. Oh no, the Americans aren't here. The Americans are. That's any good communist regime, any good military takeover, any good despot has a propaganda machine, right? And matter of fact. Yeah, Some of you don't know this, but we have clients all over the world. I have listeners in Italy, in China, in the Middle East, in Sao Paulo. I have graduates all over. Uh, and so one of my graduates in China, Mavis, uh, she sent me this thing that they see on social media all throughout China. She was appalled and says, I don't think America understands the story that China is telling its people. So let's play the story that China is telling its people.
9: In many movies one single american can save the world however in reality when the mankind facing a big crisis it is china who stands out and save the world up to now we have helped 82 countries and organizations worldwide among them some are old friends but some are not so friendly to us before but still we decided to stretch out our helping hands to all of them despite the fact that we are recovering from the epidemic ourselves. Because for many of these countries, China is their last and only hope. Without the help from China, they probably would never be able to survive this pandemic. So that's why we say today's China is more than the country itself. It is very much part of Asia as well
3: the Stunning. So Mavis sent me this. I don't want to use her last name because I know the Chinese are listening. But she sent this to me. And she sent a little thing, and it's on social media and graphic. There's pictures and all this. Uh, and stunning, which said they would probably never be able to survive this, pan- survive this pandemic without China. And she said, this is how bad the situation. The rest of the world don't see it. She goes, I don't see any empathy going on, but arrogance and pride. Uh, and again, uh, when was the last time you heard about any deaths? There's no longer any deaths coming in China at all. They've got it all under control. It's all fine. They hid this for a long time. Why does this matter? Because today you're going to find out the story you tell yourself and the story you listen to, it makes up your reality. No one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. And, you know, we would be so appalled. How could the Chinese do that? Well, let's be honest. There's no different here. Our, our media is propaganda. The difference is in China, China, the Chinese propaganda machine props up the federal government. But here, the media, the propaganda machine of the Democratic Party, rips apart uh, our president. Why? Because he's a Republican. I mean, after uh, here's an article I got yesterday. After mocking Trump for promoting hydrochloroquine... Journalists acknowledge it might treat coronavirus. After repeatedly mocking President Trump for suggesting on March 19, the hydroxychloroquine, whatever it's called, could be an effective treatment for coronavirus media organizations have begun acknowledging that the drug uh, now approved for emergency use to treat coronavirus by the Food and Drug Administration may be useful at all. Wow, after all. See, this is the problem. The story our media wants you to think is Trump's an idiot, Trump's a racist, Trump's a, a xenophobe, He's the, he hates all people of color. He, that's the story. And if you believe that story, everything that that man does is evil. And so today, we got to be aware of the stories we're allowing to get into our head. That's why we do the show. Remember, we talked about it. It's like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz with her little dog, Toto. Right, He goes over, they're afraid of this awesome and powerful Oz, but they realize, Toto realizes, it's just a short little dude behind the green curtain. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And that's what I do on this radio show. That's why we have this radio show. That's why we say it's inspiration, education, application. And by education, I do not mean learning of facts. I mean the training of the mind to think. Why does this matter? Because this all causes your body to release the chemicals it releases, to live in a base of fear, to live in a base of panic, to have so much hatred for a single man because of all the stories you're hearing that you would be okay destroying our country just so that this man can't be successful. And what you got to realize is not just the media do that. We do that to ourselves all the time with stories from our past on when we're good enough or right enough or proper enough. And so today, we're going to look at these stories, and the question I'm posing to you today on Like It Matters Radio is, what story are you telling? We'll be back in three minutes. This is the most fantastic story I've ever heard,
7: and every
0: word of it's true, too. That's the fantastic part of it.
1: reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included
6: change the course of your life go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next leadership awakening class in minneapolis june 18th through the 20th that's likeitmatters.net leadership awakening we don't take applicants only commitment
0: Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide.
10: Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches and that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of
5: America. Need quotes on roofing, siding or windows, but don't want several salespeople trouncing through your home? Well, just a few pictures from you and a short phone call with me and I'll email you three competing quotes on any brand from three trusted local contractors. Set up a virtual appointment today at getmythreequotes.com. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process The tools, and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values.
6: Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Well, I have no authority to call for anything, but I can certainly tell you how I feel I think yep. they should shut down those things right away. I mean, it just it, it boggles my mind how when we have so many diseases that emanate out of that unusual human-animal interface that we don't just shut it down. I don't know what else has to happen to
2: get us to appreciate that. And I think...
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And we're talking about what story you tell him because the stories that we listen to, the stories that we believe, dictate what we do and what we don't do. See, everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. And our belief systems are generated by what we tell ourselves, what we listen to over and over and over And what you've got to realize, people, is we're being played. We're being, stories are being formulated so that they control the narrative, so that you will, they're basically like sheep to a slaughter. And that's why you've got to be able to think for yourself. You've got to be able to tell, is the story you're hearing true? And if it's not, why would you continue to listen to the same newscast, the same people that are constantly telling you lies and telling you stories that are detrimental to your health, to your mental state? Uh, to your physical state you know I mean this whole big thing you know a lot of you don't know this but Joe Biden's been accused of sexual misconduct sexual assault of course you don't know this because the media wants to tell you a different story Uh, I was reading you know Alyssa Milano boy uh, who's the boss was a great show but boy they I could I'd be okay if I didn't hear from Alyssa Milano again But she wanted to explain her silence on Joe Biden's sexual assault allegations. Says men deserve due process. Boy, Brett Kavanaugh would have loved to hear that, right? That men deserve due process. Boy, when they were a lynch mob for him, no one thought there was, yeah, there was crickets. There was no due process. To this day, uh, Brett Kavanaugh cannot work at certain colleges. To this day, people call him a rapist. They call him that. And he's never done anything proven. 37 years ago, attacked by a woman who had no corroborating information, and yet we're supposed to believe her, but not all women. Uh, Alyssa Milano's defending decision stays silent in the wake of recently surfaced allegations against Joe Biden. Why? Uh, because she, she says it's serious. I think so. So, so I've endorsed Joe Biden, uh, and there have been accusations, but I've not publicly said anything. Uh, and why? Uh, because there's another group out there called the hashtag me too and times up movement that they've looked over and didn't think there was any credible. Real. So so they're letting you know. They looked into it. Uh, listen, uh, Juanita Broderick raped by Bill Clinton. Uh, that's You don't really need to pay attention to that one. Uh, Northam in Virginia. Don't really need to pay attention to that one. You know when it matters what a man does to a woman is if he's a Republican and she's not. That's when it matters. And well, you got to realize the impact of stories on our life. One day when I was a freshman in high school, I I saw a kid from my class was walking home from school. His name was Kyle. It looked like he was carrying all of his books. I thought to myself, why would anyone bring home all his books on a Friday? He must be, like, really a nerd. I had quite a weekend planned parties and a football game with my friends, uh, so I shrugged my shoulders and went on. Uh, As I was walking, I saw a bunch of kids running towards him. They ran at him, knocked all his books out of his arms, and tripping him so that he landed in the dirt. His glasses went flying, and I saw them land in the grass about 10 feet from him. He looked up, and I saw this terrible sadness in his eyes. My heart went out to him. So I jogged over to him as he crawled around looking for his glasses, and I saw a tear in his eye. As I handed him his glasses, I said, those guys are jerks. They really should get lives. He looked at me and said, hey, thanks. There was a big smile on his face. It was one of those smiles that showed real gratitude. I helped him pick up his books and asked him where he lived. As it turned out, he lived near me, so I asked him why I had never seen him before. He said he had gone to a private school before now. You know, be honest with you, I would have never hung out with a private school kid before. But on the way home, we talked, and I carried some of his books, and he he actually turned out to be a pretty cool kid. I asked him if he wanted to play a little football with me and my friends, and he said yes. We hung out all weekend, and the more I got to know Kyle, the more I liked him. and my, My friends thought the same of him. Monday morning came, and there was Kyle. With a huge stack of books again, I I stopped him and said, Boy, you're going to really build some serious muscles with that pile of books every day. He laughed and handed me half the books. Over the next four years, Kyle and I became best friends. When we were seniors, we began to think about college. Kyle decided on Georgetown, and I was going to Duke. I knew that we would always be friends, that the miles would never be a problem. He was going to be a doctor, and I was going for business on a football scholarship. Kyle was valedictorian of our class. I I teased him all the time about being a nerd. He had to prepare a speech for graduation. Man, I got to tell you honestly, I was so glad it wasn't me having to get up there and speak. So here it is, graduation day. I saw Kyle. He looked great, man. He was one of those guys that really found himself during high school. You know, he filled out and actually looked good in glasses. He had more dates than I had, and all the girls loved him. Boy, sometimes I was actually jealous of Kyle. And today was one of those days. I could see that he was nervous about a speech, so I smacked him on the back and said, Hey, big guy, you'll be great. He looked at me with one of those looks, you know, that really grateful one, and, and smiled. Thanks, he said. As he started his speech, he, he cleared his throat and began, you know, graduation is the time to thank those who helped you make it through those those tough years. Your parents, your teachers, your siblings, maybe a coach, but mostly, he said, your friends. And I'm, I, I'm here to tell you about... Uh, being a friend to someone. And it can be the best gift that you can give them. And he said, I'm going to tell you a story. I looked at my friend with disbelief as he retold the story the, the first day we met. And for the first time, I found out the impact of that meeting. See, Kyle told us all that fateful day that we met. Kyle was planning on ending it all. He was planning on killing himself over the weekend. He talked of how he had cleaned out his locker room so his mom wouldn't have to do it later and was carrying his stuff home. He looked hard at me and Gave me a little smile. Thankfully, I was saved, he said. My friend saved me from doing the unspeakable. I heard the gas go through the crowd as this handsome, popular boy told us all about his weakest moment. I saw his mom and dad looking at me and smiling that same grateful smile. And not until that moment did I realize its depth. Now, I'm reading the story. And I'm holding back the tears because, man, stories really affect you. And ladies and gentlemen, in tough times, we learn who we are. There are a lot of hurting people out there. And never, ever, ever underestimate the power of your actions. With one small gesture, you can change a person's life for better or for worse. And those gestures come from the stories that you're telling yourself about your impact, about your value, about what can be done. No one responds to reality. We respond to our map reality. I got tears flowing down my eyes right now. I read a story that I got off the internet. And that's the power of a story. But you know what? There's power in our actions that come from those stories. You know, the word sin is an archery term. It actually means to miss the mark. We all have been given gifts and talents, a past that consists of highs and lows, you know, traumas and dramas. And we don't use them for the glory of God and for the good of others. Then we we miss the mark. You know, the Bible talks about two types of sin. It alludes to it. It talks about sins of omission and sins of commission. Sins of omission are things that we should have done that we didn't do. And sins of commission are things that we sh- we shouldn't have done, that we did do. You know, one of the greatest Christians ever walked this planet, Paul the Apostle in, in Romans, uh, I think it's 7, 15 through 20, said, For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not know, I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I don't want, it is no longer I who's doing it, but the sin that dwells within me. And see, ladies and gentlemen, all that comes from the stories that we're telling ourselves. What are you listening to over and over and over? We have five portals of entry. You hear me say this over and over and over. In this time of pandemic, in this time of, uh, of staying at home, forced quarantine. Ladies and gentlemen, man, what we do in our head is so important. What we allow in our experience. What we tell ourselves over and over. What we start believing. And what we're going to do today is I'm going to go into some depth of how stories affect our brain. Stories are powerful because they more fully engage the brain. It's like a nut. You a nut is a nutrient dense a piece of, of, of food. It's 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 good. It's uh, it's sustenance. And why is it called nutrient dense? Because there's a lot of nutrients packed in that little bitty nut, right? Sometimes you feel like a nut, why? Why? Sometimes you don't. But let's be honest. That's what stories are. They're like nuts. They're like all this stuff packed into a little chunk. And people learn stories. They remember stories. Why? Because they get emotionally involved. That's why on this radio show, if you listen long enough, you'll hear me tell some of the same stories over and over and over. Why? Because the mother of success is repetition. And what we do is we believe those things we hear over and over and over. And the average human being, the typical human being, has thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And those, story, those thoughts create a story. And that story dictates what you do and what you do not do. And I'm telling you right now, in this time of pandemic, in this time of confusion, what we need is people telling a good story, not only to themselves, but to other people as well. So I am Mr. Black, you are under construction on Like It Matters Radio Network, and today we're talking about what story are you telling yourself. We'll be back in three minutes.
10: We're all in this together. Uh, Let's get it done, but not have some people say it's it's a California problem. It's a New York problem. No, it's it's a. We're all in this
6: together. By the way, you know when you're when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea:
7: have a point
10: I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership
6: Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to Columbia, South Carolina, May 28th through the 30th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net.
7: Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains Legendary service, install and repair We'll fix anything with legendary care
6: Paul Bunyan is chopping prices on water heaters Get a 40-gallon atmospheric water heater with installation by a certified technician for just $999, plus permit if needed If you're having problems with your worn-out water heater call Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains for their $9.99 special Certain restrictions apply For details, visit
0: heypaul.com it pays to be kind when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day, for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000. And a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives. Go to freedom1570.com and click on the Kindness Challenge to enter. Then check in daily to see how you can be rewarded for simple acts of kindness.
9: Keep on it.
1: reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included
6: change the course of your life go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next leadership awakening class in minneapolis june 18th through the 20th that's likeitmatters.net leadership awakening we don't take applicants only commitment
3: they made a deal that President Obama should have never made. It was a short term deal, giving them $150 billion, giving them $1.8 billion in cash. Green,
9: fill up this room five times. Do you have a no. moral responsibility? No, 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 no. He's even
3: asking? It. I have a moral responsibility to help them if they ask, if they if they needed help. I would certainly consider different The United things.
9: Nations says they need
7: help. Well, that's up to the United Nations. I'm talking about us.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, application. And you know, like him or not, but President Trump's been telling the same story over and over again. Uh, he's the president of the United States of America, uh, putting Americans first. Uh, putting, making America great again. That's what it is, whether you like it or not. I mean, he's saying, listen, I don't know about you, but you probably take care of your family before you take care of strangers, right? You probably make sure your kids are healthy before you go out and help other people. I mean, so you got to realize, you know, we're supposed to put those people that are most important. It's called a relational hierarchy. The people that are most important in your life, you spend the most time with, you invest the most in. Uh, And all he's saying is for the longest time, uh Americans uh, have given away a lot and done a lot for the world, and we'll continue to do that. But at some point, we've got to take care of our own people. It's like with 3M. You know, 3M's out there building masks for China and doing all that, and uh, we have needs for masks here. What about Americans? This is an American company that's traveled internationally. So we got to be aware of the stories we tell ourselves. And I want to spend this segment on understanding how the brain works and how uh, we process stories, because it's really important. Uh, I got an article here from you, uh, from BrainWise, by Dr. Susan Weinschenk. It's called Your Brain on Stories. She says, one day many years ago, when I was early in my career, I found myself in front of a classroom full of people who didn't want to be there. Their boss had told them they had to attend the class I was given. I knew that many, even most of them, thought the class was a waste of their time. And so, I I took a deep breath, I smiled, and with a strong voice, I said, Hello, everybody. I'm certainly glad to be here. More than half the class wasn't even looking at me. They were reading their emails and writing out to-do lists. One guy had the morning newspaper open. I thought to myself in a panic, What am I going to do? Then I had an idea. Let me tell your story, I said. At the word story, everyone's head jerked up, and all eyes were on me. I knew I only had a few seconds to start a story that would hold their attention, It was 1988, and a team of Navy officers on the ship Vincennes in the Persian Gulf were staring at a computer screen. Something had just happened on the radar in protected airspace. They had orders to shoot down any hostile aircraft. Was this a hostile aircraft? Was it a military plane? Was it a commercial airliner? They had two minutes to decide what to do. I had them. Everyone was interested and riveted. I finished the story, which nicely made my point about why it's important to design usable computer interfaces, and we're off to a great start. The rest of the day flew by. Everyone was interested, and uh, she got the best teacher evaluation ever. And she goes on to say, everybody likes stories. We like to listen to stories, read stories, watch stories, and tell stories. Stories are normal mode of information processing. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, think about it. For the longest time... Stories uh, were the way the Bible was passed down over and over and over. And she goes on to say, let's say you're listening uh, to me give a presentation on the global economy. I'm not telling a story but giving you facts and figures. If we had you hooked up to an MRI machine, we would see that your auditory cortex is active as you're listening, as well as Wernicke's area of the brain where words are processed. If you were reading a newspaper article on the same topic, then we would see again Wernicke's area as well as your visual cortex as you were reading. But, listen to this big but, what if I started telling you a story about a family in South America that has been affected by changes in the global economy? A story about the father going to work in a foreign country to earn enough for the family and the mother having to drive 100 kilometers for health care. What's going on in your brain now? The Wernicke's area would be active again as well as the same auditory or visual cortices, but now there's more activity. We would see many other parts of the brain light up. If, in my story, I described the sharp smell of the pine forest high in the Andes where his family lives, your olfactory senses, a uh, sensory area of the brain would be active as though you were actually smelling the forest. If I describe the mother driving over rutted, muddy roads with a vehicle careening from side to side, your motor cortex would be lighting up as though you were driving on a bumpy road. And if I started talking about the devastation the family uh, when their young son died before he could get medical treatment, then the empathy area of the brain would be active, which means that you are literally using more of your brain when you're listening to a story. And this is how our media gets it. Didn't you hear uh, the, the propaganda piece from China in the first segment? There was music playing. There was emotion going. There was all this and the, the drumbeat in the past about how be a proud Chinese person. Did you hear it? And by the way, Paul Zak, a professor at Claremont College and the author of The Moral, uh, moral Molecule, Moral Molecule how trust works. Researches the role of oxytocin. That's weird because oxytocin sounds a lot like oxycotin, but it's not. Oxytocin is a neurochemical in the brain that Zach says gives the, quote, it's safe to approach other signal in the brain. In his research, he's discovered that if you develop tension in the story, you'll sustain attention. This is what the media does. Remember all the immigration, of kids in cages, you know, how could you ever separate your kid from a parent? They show a crying kid, even though there are pictures of Obama's time. And by the way, my ex-wife uh, falsely accused me uh, of, of, of hurting her in a, a disagreement. Her and her boyfriend, and I got in a little tussle uh, because he was in my house. I came home, he was in my house. Uh, she pulled on my arm as I'm leaving. And I jerked my arm back. And I, uh, two hours later, police called me, wanted me to come by and fill out a report because uh, they they'd been called. I went there. I had my kids with me. They arrested my kids screaming, crying, carrying on. It was bogus. I got it dropped and all that because it was a lie. But they had no problem pulling screaming kids away from me. They had no problem handcuffing dad right in the middle of those kids. They had no problem doing it all. But notice when we get you emotionally involved, how evil, how terrible, how bad things are. So you got to realize in another article by Rita Risser Shah from Association of Talent Distribution. It says four elements for making mandatory training sticky and fun and the only reason I bring this up is because of what they say. This is how you make training stick and make it fun. How do you get results like that? She says I use a model based on brain science that engages four elements. Mental, emotional, physical, and inspirational. She says the first element is mental. What do you want them to think? This is where most of us excel. We love giving information, examples, research, but when choosing our facts we must have a strategy, right? We can't tell them everything. Usually we want a result from our presentation. We want people to do something so we need to limit the facts. We also said we need to engage them emotionally. How do you want them to feel? Remember, the study at University of Wisconsin. I'm sorry, University of Michigan, that angry people vote more often. So we have an entire political system that's driven by power, we know what the deep state is, and they want to maintain power, and so they will get you to hate the other person, make you think that they're lower than life, that they're they're hateful, they're resentful, they're racist. You'll have to get your abortions in the back alley. Uh, they're gonna throw grandma on the street, and she's gonna all oh, old people are going to be homeless, and kids. They're gonna take food out of kids' mouths, and they're gonna make starving kids go to school. And the heart starts palpitating, the chest starts. You, you'll stand in line for twelve hours with. Six Six people right next to you with coronavirus just so you can vote that evil despot out of office. You're being played, player. You've got to understand what's going on. There are 10 ways to evoke training. Uh, I'm sorry, evoke emotions and training. When you get people emotionally involved, that's where everything changes. We talked about Dr. Paul Zapp. He spent the last decade attempting to understand and explain the phenomenon of the moral molecule, how trust works. And he investigates the nature of empathy, bonding, sharing. In it, he delves deep in the nature of human morality. He proposes that the scope of human morality is really influenced by the presence and potency of one chemical substance, oxytocin. In some ways, he says, you can think of oxytocin as a love potion. It's a chemical elixir capable of producing intimate bonds. Not only the kind found between immediate friends and her family, but also the kind of bonds that exist in successful business partnerships, political affiliations, and communities. Bluntly and broadly speaking, oxytocin promotes trust and empathy. That's so powerful. This is what's going on. You've got to realize this. Is, you are a machine, and Madison Avenue knows this. I mean, if you read the book The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, It basically goes in the history of advertisement. Whether you talk about uh, Colgate toothpaste or you talk about all kinds of shampoo, uh, they, they put the stuff in toothpaste that makes it tingle, that has no value. They put the stuff in shampoo that makes it suds up, that has no real value. But what happens is when you believe it has value, you won't buy anything that doesn't have it. And so there's a lot of products that have stuff in them that have no value to us, that actually are harmful to us. But because you believe that has to be present for something to be good, they actually put it in there. There's a lot of filler and stuff. And if you've ever done the healthy check of stuff, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Why this matters is we've got to realize the story we're telling ourselves. By the time a child is six years old, the majority of their map of reality is in place. And in, in uh, transactional analysis, we call these life scripts. As human beings, we create stories to help us make sense of the world. Stories run through time like our lives. We put ourselves in the place of the protagonist or other players feeling what it may be like. And the greatest story for each of us is the story of our lives. We constantly retell ourselves about what has happened to us, replaying the internal video, attributing good and bad roles to the various players in our life. And we also project in the future, wondering what might have been. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I want you to consider, as you're self-quarantined, what story are you telling yourself, and what stories are you allowing in your experience? We'll be back in three minutes.
9: In many movies, one single American can save the world. However, in reality, when the mankind facing a big crisis, it is China who stands out and saves the world.
6: Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net.
8: Do you currently get regular structured settlement or annuity payments from an insurance company for a personal injury, auto accident claim, wrongful death, or inheritance? If so, you don't have to wait for months or even years to get the cash you need now to cover urgent expenses like debts, tuition, medical bills, or exciting events like a new baby or down payment on a home. With over 25 years experience, J.G. Wentworth, the country's leader in structured settlement purchasing, has helped thousands of people get the cash they need. Call today at 800 741 59 We offer flexible options that pay you a lump sum of cash for a portion of your payments, ensuring you get the money you need now while still receiving future payments from your structured settlement or annuity. And unlike others, J.G. Wentworth is a direct funder and can streamline the process, helping you get the lump sum of cash you need faster. For your free cash now quote, call 800-741-5929. That's 800-741-5929. 800-741-5929.
10: Passionate wife, I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time
6: the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to Columbia, South Carolina, May 28th through the 30th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net.
9: In many movies, one single American can save the world. However, in reality, when the mankind facing a big crisis, it is China who stands out and saves the world.
7: Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many. Himself, I'm beginning to smell a big fat coming rat.
3: Welcome back to Like It Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And there's John putting in some drops for you guys to to tie the whole thing together because again, this radio show is done similar to a story. Why? Because I want to make sure that your time invested is invested well. And for this last segment, I want to cover about the story that we tell ourselves, but more specifically, in transactional analysis, something we call life scripts. See, life scripts are defined within the field of transactional analysis and as such are often viewed within the frame of the parent-adult-child model. Script messages are seen as coming from, first of all, modeling, you know, modeling is visible ways adults and peers behave. The next way is attributions, you know, being told you're just like your mother, you're just like your father, just like your uncle. You know those. Suggestions, you know, hints and encouragement such as always do your best, uh, don't do this, don't do that, right? And that's the next thing actually, I'm sorry, injunctions. Injunctions are demands to do or not to do things Don't be this, don't do this, don't be close, don't be separate, don't be you, don't be this, this, don't be a child, right? We all know those. Those are called programmings. And so, what I thought we'd do is bring on a good friend of ours. Uh, We have her on the show on a regular basis. Uh, She's uh, lives in Italy now. Her husband's in the military, and uh, we've been having her give us updates on what's going on in Italy. But today, uh, we'll ask real quick about what's going on. But I want to really talk about specifically about some stories that were going on in relation to her and her father, and tell you how she rewrote the script. Uh, and the outcome of how she thinks about it, and how she deals with it, is totally different. So let's welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, Lucina. Thanks again for joining us, Lucina.
4: Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me again.
3: Oh, you're welcome. So Italy, what's uh, anything? Any updates there? What's going on in Italy? Better, worse? Where you at?
4: Uh, well, really, with the updates on the restrictions, is, I think I was telling you about that. We actually are now required to wear masks and gloves when we go out in public. So. Um, that's changed a lot and definitely shifts uh, your personal, I guess, freedoms a little bit more into a different direction. Yeah. So that's where we're yes. at. And in our area, we don't have uh, – it's going down. I mean, in general, the numbers are going down, but they're not talking Good.
3: about that. So Good. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway. Uh, you don't hear that. It's just all we're hearing is a negative. You don't hear a lot of positive. And every time, like Trump or anybody in the past has attempted to be positive, they've ripped into him. Uh, you know, a leader yep. supposed to be encouraging and not lie and all that, but... You know, not to freak people mm-hmm. out. Now he's being attacked for not freaking people out. Telling them millions could die and all that. Like, really? That's not what a leader's yeah. supposed to do. Give him worst case scenario right up front. Let them all panic and run around. And oh, that's just silly, silly. But I don't yeah. want to talk about that in our last segment. We only got about uh, eight minutes or so. I want to talk about uh, what happened with your dad. Uh, you know, you had, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like I did, a, a very troubled past with your, your father, and uh, your father mm-hmm. died, and you had a chance to go back and. Uh, just in about a minute or so, there was a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. you know, not only thinking about going back, but when you got back, you had called me and, and you told me how uncomfortable you were. Just give me, spend about a minute, kind of fill in some of the backstory there.
4: Okay, yeah. So a lot of the troubled past with my dad had to do um, a lot with, um, you know, the divorce that my parents had and my mom had kept me from my dad. So at a very young age, I started to develop a a narrative about who he was. Right. And um, when things when bad things started to happen to us through other people in my mom's life, um, you know, the anger and the frustration built and as things got worse, you know, and we were hardly saw our dad. I mean, I was really confused about who our dad was. And so it took me a long time, it took me almost my entire life of him, you know, until he passed away that I was really working through a lot of stuff. And so um, last year he unexpectedly passed away. He we don't really exactly know why. It was at the very end of the year. And then I went back to Canada. Now as you know, I wrote you a long letter about that. Yeah. And I remember just being in complete fear. I mean the fear and the worry because I felt so inadequate to be in part of my family's life and, and there was so much unknown there um because I was somewhat estranged. So uh, but I got up and made the decision. As you said, yeah. I picked myself up, I dusted myself <laughs> off, and I made the decision to go, and it was incredible.
3: Yeah, so. and I want to talk about that in a second. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when you went through my training, you know, there were some issues, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think probably had some oh, representation yeah. to you of your father. Um, and so mm-hmm. there, there there was ways that that showed up in relationships with men, in relationships with me, right? I mean, it, it wasn't just your father. Mm-hmm. That affected a lot of your relationships, correct? Mm-hmm.
4: Absolutely. In fact, your voice is very similar to my father's. So I think um, I find that very interesting, although it's a very different tone, but it's very, very similar. And so when we were going into the the training, you triggered my dad so much. Yep. Um, But I'm so glad because it really helped me to move on a different path with all of this. So,
3: yeah. And today, yeah. things different. Mm-hmm. So you went to be mm-hmm. there with your family, did everything, spent some time there. And what's different now? Mm-hmm. What's the different story that you're telling yourself, and how has it affected you?
4: Um, the different story that I tell myself today um, is one of that, see, when I, when I went to a celebration of life, the room was packed. I mean, overflow of all these people from this small little um, Alberta, Canada town community, little village, basically, in the middle of nowhere. It was packed, and they were showing a video of my father's life. And um, I realized that there was this whole person that I had missed out on for a lot of reasons, not my own. But it opened my eyes, and interestingly, I was reading a book by Mitch Albom, I'm sure you're familiar with him. It was called yep. for one more day. I was read. I read it at the time because it was just and there was an incredible um, sentence about that in the book that basically said that there is so much more to the story, but the way that the writer puts it, it, was just incredible. And when you look at your parents, I mean, if I wish I could have one more day with my dad, right? In the in the way that I see him now, um, he was. Um, he was brilliant. He was a hard worker. He was innovative. He was a welder, so he could make anything out of anything. He was the first guy that would show up to help people in the community build stuff, fix stuff. I mean, there—that's where all these people came from, out of the woodwork, it seemed. Wow. So now I have wow. this story about my dad that I didn't have before, and it's wow. freeing because I realized from a little, from the time I was a little girl, how much I absolutely adored my father it was just all that mess in between that really got in the way so there's a freedom now with that change uh that 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 change of view that point of view change
3: right yeah wow here's the cool thing the story changed posthumously so your dad's already dead he's with the lord uh and so he didn't change anything. Every the story was always there. The difference was you now rewrote the story to what was more appropriate versus the story that had been put in place over years of trauma and not knowing. Because when a kid doesn't know, when we can't connect the dots, we'll connect them. We'll just make stuff up and usually it's not the right stuff.
4: And that's true. And what I was saying is that oh um you know, I see things through new eyes. No. I actually, my vision has been corrected. Amen. And Amen. that's exactly what it is. My vision has been corrected. And uh. I feel as if my dad is here with me. I feel like that little girl that thought the world of him, that wanted to be with him on all of his jobs and following him around and making funny sounds and things like that, and those beautiful <laughs> memories that I have. And now I'm free to feel them. Now I'm free to uh. feel them and see them and believe them.
3: Uh. Now when you okay, talk really about yeah. your dad, it's this, I can hear it in your voice. It's just so cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. Well, we'll uh, we're going to a heartbreak and I appreciate you so much, Lucina. Please, uh, we'll have you join us every week just to keep us up to date what's going on in Italy. And sure. you give your best to that wonderful husband of yours, okay?
4: I will. Yep. Thank you All right. You God so bless much. you,
3: Lucina. We'll talk soon. You too. Bye-bye. Thank
4: you. Yeah. Goodbye.
3: See, ladies and gentlemen, there are stories, you know, at the end of our life, Lucina alluded to it. There's going to be a big story told. You know what we call it? We call it a eulogy. What we did with our time on this planet. The Bible says uh, it is appointed a man to die one time and then be judged. And we'll all stand before one of the judgment seats of God. Either the white throne judgment of God, which is a works-based judgment. If you're standing there, you're in big trouble. Or the Bema seat of Christ. It's like an Olympic judge. Uh, and Whenever you're standing in front of an Olympic judge, guess what? You're already in the Olympics. So you're not being judged whether you get in or not. You're being judged on what your rewards are. And so, use your time wisely. Remember, sins of omission, sins of commission. There are things that we should be doing that up until now we haven't been doing, and there are things that we shouldn't be doing that up until now we have been doing. So figure out what those are based on who you are and why you're here. You make a difference. There's people out there that need you. Reach out. Make an impact. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. All citizens will be required to change their underwear every half hour. Underwear will be worn on the outside so we can check.
0: (laughs) access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide.
8: Join Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge for an evening full of hope. We may not be able to get together in person, but you can still join us from your living room at 7 p.m. on Friday, May 1st for our 26th annual gala. You'll enjoy music from our clients and hear incredible stories of transformation. And our silent auction is moved online beginning April 17th. For more information or to register, go to mntc.org gala.
10: Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasts.